Well, hello there, Kansas City. Stephen St. John here with another episode of Hot Mike with SSJ. And before we get started, I'd like to thank uh, my main man, Patrick Carter, kcfarmersagent.com, kcfarmersagent.com. He loves the show, he loves you, and he's local. So, uh, you know, he's here to help you complete your insurance picture. How about that? Go to kcfarmersagent.com and uh, reach out to Patrick Carter. Also, CBD American Shaman. Go to CBDAmericanShaman.com and you can uh, vape or you can have some edibles or you can smoke or you can apply that uh, topical cream all over your body while you're listening to Hot Mike with SSJ. Thank you to our friends at CBD American <laughs> Shaman and Patrick Carter, KC Farmers Agent. Got a couple of people in studio for this episode of Hot Mike with SSJ. Also, programming note, uh, Nick Leckie is out of town this week. So next week, he'll be in to uh, to broadcast uh, episode two of the Nick Leckie story. And so he'll be in. And then after that, we've got uh, Jamie Bluma, who's going to tell the uh, story of Jamie Bluma. And also Matt Beasler has committed to becoming uh, to being a guest on this show. So we've got a lot of people coming up. Steve St. John Sr. will make his way back in studio. But right now, Todd Lebo is here with me to uh, help me uh, host this podcast. And our special guest is former Royals pitcher. And he he asked me to read all of his uh, accomplishments. No, I did not. That's a a fucking lie. He said, said, read this shit or I won't come on your fucking podcast. (laughs) Uh, An all-star, former all-star, World Series champion, ALCS MVP, Gold Glove Award winner, AL wins leader, AL ERA leader, Baltimore Orioles Hall of Fame, and number one in your hearts, Mike Boddicker joins us. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Well, pretty much dead after listening to all that. That's, <laughs> so, and it's opening you know, day today. It's by opening the way. day. That's You'll all I care about. You'll listen to this later. That's all I that's care why about. We're is, Royals gear is uh, Royals opening day today. I'm right. I'm excited. I'm excited about the direction the Royals are going, the new ownership, what they're trying to do out there. I am I am pumped. This has been a long time since I've been pumped to watch uh, Royals baseball. It's How long has it been since you've been pumped, Lebo? Let's see. About 12 40? hours? Yeah. <laughs> last, last Sunday About night. 12 hours? Hey, so uh, we're going to do an origin story on Boddicker at some point, too, right? We gotta yeah, we'll get a story. Did you, you say orgy story? I thought you said orgy story. Yeah, yeah, I know. I have no Ladies and gentlemen, here's the orgy story. The guy's a major league baseball player. Of course there's orgy. No, there is none. I'm going to guess those when you were with the Red Sox. No, you no. So There's some bad things with the Red Sox when I was involved. If I'm here when we do the origin story, I will ask this then. But I please... Asked about the time he begged to come out of the game because he'd thrown 70 pitches and he thought it was just too much. <laughs> wow. You just, you just want to piss off Petro, don't you? <laughs> well, I mean, this is, we got an hour. Would you like this to be more of an origin story? No, no, story? no, no, no. We got we to do that. We got things one to do. It's got to be like two parts because it's, this right. is an old man. He's got a lot of Yeah, I, I might is, not be around for the next part. <laughs> this is an opening day special, but also a very special edition because we have the uh, big bourbon raffle coming up for the uh, Boddicker Foundation. You can get more information by going to BoddickerFoundation.org. This is being recorded on Thursday. And so then tomorrow night on Friday, April 8th, today's April 7th, tomorrow's April 8th, uh, that's the cutoff to uh, buy tickets for the Bourbon Raffle. All you have to do is go to BoddickerFoundation.org, click on Learn More, and then you can buy the tickets. They're only $5 each. You could buy an unlimited amount of tickets, and you'll get a chance to win fabulous bottles of bourbon. Then... We're going to live stream the bourbon raffle on Tuesday, April 12th at 7 o'clock. Just go to BoddickerFoundation.org for all the information. And we are talking about some great stuff. Uh, All the proceeds will support Children's Mercy through the Oncology Family Support Fund. It's a tremendous cause. I'll be one of the hosts of the. This uh, is when you shine, Steve. Oh, the, what is it really? Yeah, you I'd really like, shine. Usually I, I shine when I take my head yeah, off because I'm no. bald. Nate yeah. Bucati will be there. Jamie Bloom will be there. Gary Lezak will be there. You'll you get Leo and Lezak together, and it just it just turns into a party. All, all it's bets a party. Are off then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're talking. So what? What? In the way, if you haven't seen this, uh, you know how many. How many tickets did we sell last year? It was a thousand. Uh, right? Yeah, we end up with $83,000 to, to give to the Children's Mercy Do that Oncology math. Family Fund. So. And so then we have all, and we, we're going to draw by you know hand. What? No randomizer. No, no, no we're robot. drawing by hand. We're, we're Lizak's reaching his hand in that drum, and he's going to be pulling out names. There. And Yeah, thank yeah, you. Well, and whatever. And so we've got, uh, and we're talking about 
And for people that know, you're a, you're a big time drinker, yes. uh, Lebo. <laughs> oh, sh- you were telling us how That's you the got statement of the year. Tell, you were telling us that by the time that you you believe you were uh, overserved some delicious Blantons on St. Patrick's Day. I'm not going to show you this video, but I have the audio. Of the bottle. Yeah, Let's hear what is it. Let's hear this bottle right here. Listen to this. What was what, <laughs> what was you saying? I, I got. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got uh, we finished the Blantons that night. Pappy Van Winkle, fifteen year. Yeah, yeah we've that... got a uh, uh, Van Winkle Reserve Lot B, Old Rip Van Winkle, ten year, a Blanton set with yeah. custom display. It's beautiful. Oh my goodness! Uh, here, there's a picture of it. Yep. I'll, I'll show this on the. Yeah, mm. look at that. You could win that whole thing, including the the display case, right? Oh yeah. That, that, little, that, that, and, you, and you know what? The, the kid that did the display is as friends of my son. He just does it in the shop. In the, in the is the that garage. one prize? Yeah, yeah that's the whole one, thing. That's all the, the bottles and everything. One draw. One draw. You can get it all. You can win a, with a five dollar purchase, a five dollar ticket. Yeah, you can win um, all. And they they've got each each one of these has a letter on them. So that spells a letter them all. of authenticity. Spells them all. They're you know B uh, B L A. So what do you got here? You got a bottle of Blanton's. Yes, and that, and letter, that would be that that's an A. Drink that bottle here on on the podcast. That's an A, no. Lebo. It's, that's going to be. For and the, what about this? The ten that, year old Rip Van Winkle. That, that's, that's a hell of a bottle. That's really good. And this right here, Rock Hill Farms. I, I was given to me. We got a call from uh, a guy out in Blue Springs, uh, and said, "Hey, I want to donate a bottle. Can you if you want to stop and pick it up? I'll be at the High V store out here." And wow, we drove out, my wife and I, and mm-hmm. great guy. Great guy, and he thought, you know, I've got this bottle, and I thought, you know, this would be a good thing for her. Awesome. And, and we, we get that all the time. It, the people in Kansas City, Stephen, are unbelievable. I mean, I, I looked online. Ron Buck, Buck Roofing, big donation. You know, Ron is just fabulous, Buck Roofing. What and, about Colonel E.H. Taylor Jr., uh, small yeah, batch? Yeah, we got a, I think we I got like a couple that. of these. I mean, we, we just got a lot of really, really high-end bourbons, and I'm—, I'm not a huge bourbon drinker. I'm I'm more of a Canadian whiskey kind of guy. You know, I, I, you I like, like absinthe, don't I, you? I like crown. I like crown crown reserve. That's my. Oh, is that what yeah, you like? I like. I really like. How do you it. like it? Huh? Straight up. Straight up. Yeah. Like it, neat. These are these are bourbons that uh, Mike says best to cook with. You right. No, no. That <laughs> happens. Mix, mix, hey, that mix with a nice Coca Cola. I, I, I was telling Lee Boy, you know, my son Corey got into the bourbon stuff, and you know, and he started getting these nicer bottles and stuff like that, and I, I guess his wife. Had found a recipe that called for some bourbon, so she went and got one high end bottle. Get the best, the most expensive yeah, bourbon, just use it to cook with. Yeah, yeah, that, that didn't go over. Uh, no, I, I bet uh, that shit tasted good. I though. bet you well, it was bet, really yeah. good. I, yeah, get you fucked up. Um, <laughs> hey, that happens. Hey, he didn't mark them. Hey, all yeah, she had was bourbon up there. She yeah, you just went and grabbed it. It's not her fault. These are for drinking. This is for cooking. And this is for the guests. So These are mine. Right. This is not. The Mike Boddicker origin story. Because at some point we have you on the podcast, and we're going to take you through your life like we took uh, Frank Bull. Now, hopefully, my you, God, dude, that, yeah, that took forever. You could do it in through Bull's life, fucking two and a half hours. But, yeah, I was going to say know, it was a long. That covered the first process. twenty years. Yeah. And so, but this, I would like you. It's opening day. I want us to tell some baseball okay. stories. And yep, I've been yep. lucky enough to to listen to some of your baseball stories yeah. first. <laughs> when when I say opening day, what memory? What's your best memory that pops into your mind about Instantly, opening day? The first thing that pops into my mind is I started opening day for Baltimore. What I year? I think it was eighty five or eighty six. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was eighty five. When was when they juiced the balls? Eighty seven was eighty seven was the juice balls when everyone started hitting home runs. It must have been eighty seven. So I'm starting opening day, and uh, we're facing the Texas Rangers, mm-hmm. right? In had no idea. Odomi McDowell's the first hitter. Yep. Odomi McDowell's about a little bit four guy, foot yeah. nothing, mm-hmm. right? And slaps, you know. I thought, okay, I'm going to start him out fastball down the way. First pitch of the year. Fastball down the way, fly ball to center. I'm going, oh, that was easy. One pitch, one out. Yeah. 20 feet over the center field wall. <laughs> and I'm going, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Jeez. I said, come on. That guy's a flea. There's no way he can hit the ball that far. Well, I found out that year it did. They were all going. Everything was going. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Jesus, that's oh. nuts. 
So we'll see. You, but hey, here you go. It was uh, it was only a two to one game though. You got I know. I, I pitched really well. Seven and two thirds, five hits, one run, two walks. That's the only run I gave up. You were okay. Yeah. Well, I, I was nitpicking like a bitch after that because right? I knew the ball was going to fly out of there. So uh, my my first opening day I ever went to opening day used to not be the big party with forty thousand people like in Kansas right. City. You go back and look at attendance. Ah, you know, twenty five thousand people there. It's just a game, right? So it started. It should be just a game, but they. It started yeah. being a big deal after the Royals won the World Series in '85, and then everyone wanted to come watch to get the rings. They were going to play the Blue Jays. They had beaten the Blue Jays, obviously, in the ALCS, and that just so happened to be the first year and the first day I was a food vendor at the K. So now what did you sell? Royals, that day I sold hot dogs. We didn't really receive training. They, we went out there <laughs> and they kind of told us, "Here's what you do. You come through. It was the logistics of the day." You come there, and, they, and you check in, and you pick the food. It, there was a, a stack of each food. You, you, you went through as a seniority list. Okay, what did you want? So if you had seniority, what would what, what well, you Well, I would have rather preference? sold, like, peanuts or, or Coca-Colas back then or something. That was a nice day. But I go through. I'm the 95th guy on the list. So I go through there, and I see hot dogs. I see them downstairs. I didn't want to go upstairs. The stairs upstairs fucking scared me all the time. Oh, They're up, steep. Up, up. You can yeah, fall they down. Still do. Yeah. They still do. Was that do the worst me. thing you I, could I, get stuck with, hot oh. dogs? Uh, well, at, yes. Another story, another day, maybe. I, I sold hot pretzels once. But <laughs> hot dogs, this is, and I think they do it this way now. But again, back then it was a great big metal box. Yes. And on the left side, you open up and you actually undid the buns. Yep. And you wore these little fucking gloves. Yeah, and then yeah. the other side had a sterno in it. So you had a hot metal box with hot dog juice and hot dogs in it. And, and you had ketchups and mustards. There was no packets of shit, right? This is 1986. How much were they in 1986? $1.25. So I walk out and I'm the 95th guy through the list. They're, the, the ceremony's going. They're passing the rings out. It's fucking, everyone's going crazy, and I walk out, I'm just, my arms are shaking, I'm 16 years old, I got this big fucking heavy thing of hot dogs, and I'm, I'm going, hot dog, it's a hot dog, and I walk down, I'm on the right field side, and, or left field side, I walk down, and I go up the aisle right by GA, and I'm just, I'm hot dog, and these people go, oh, hot dogs too, I said, alright, I set the thing down, and I start fucking working on the first hot dog, I put my dumb gloves on, I get the fucking bun out, I put the hot dog on, and they say, mustard, I squirt mustard on it, I get the little tissue i pass it it's very work intensive next one they want that passed down they pass the money down and as i'm passing the second hot dog the first hot dog comes back and they say can i have one without a hair on it and there's this Lebo. huge fucking black hair just wrapped <laughs> so it wasn't your hair not mine so i'm like okay sure i make another hot dog i take that hot dog i put it down inside my box with the bun right and i walk back up the stairs i'm like god this sucks man you know Walk up the stairs. I'm at the top there. A little kid comes up to me, about six years old. Can I have a hot dog? I said, yeah, it's $1.25, whatever. I said, do you want mustard? He goes, yeah. I reached down there. <laughs> pull that hair on. on <laughs> hot dog. Dog. Son of a I'm bitch. off and running, man. What a jackass. What an awful guy. Oh, I remember yeah. my dad, how fucking mad he was. So cause... I made, here's what I did. They told us, oh, you probably make about 50 bucks a game. Right. I made like $25 that day, hardest $25. So how did you, like, well, how, how did you, how, how did they figure out how much you well, made? Well, what you got was, you got 19% of what you sold. So if you sold a hot dog, you got about a quarter. Okay. Right, and so I sold. I think like four. You had to work harder. If you want to make more oh money, you work God. harder. You got to get your ass out there, up and down so those stairs. So fucking sore when I got home, and I was like, I'm gonna quit this shit. So that I go out. This is how opening day works. The next day, uh, they it was a Saturday. It was colder than fucking hell. The day Dennis Leonard came back and he pitched. Dennis Leonard came back and he pitched one game in 1986 because he had fucked his knee up. Yeah, and he threw great on that Saturday. And no, he were, threw a complete game. He was. Awesome. I watched it on TV. He was outstanding and there were so many vendors because it was the very beginning of the year no there was no attrition yet no one had quit so they i'm selling frosty malts it's like a day like today <laughs> frosty malts upstairs there's one of us for every aisle i made eight dollars that day i'm like so there was no like fuck this you didn't get like an hourly wage plus whatever, no if or you was... didn't make enough to cover minimum wage they would pay you minimum wage but even at eight dollars an hour at back then in that day i'd made more than minimum wage was or eight dollars and ten cents i can't remember what exactly what eight, i made ten but it was something like eight bucks. WHB. So I then remember. eventually people quit immediately because right. they're like, this sucks. And eventually I worked myself up. And then where you, you made more money. And I did never work really fucking hard. I sort of worked hard. I worked hard enough. Kind of like here. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Here's what I wanted to do. My goal as a food vendor was to watch every time George Brett was at the plate oh, yeah. and watch all that. And then eventually when Bo Jackson came up later that year, so I watched So basically all you made games. out like a bandit. Yeah, I watched baseball and went out in the, we went out and drank beer in the parking lot and, you know. Listen to the ball game on the radio. You know, See, back back in those days, you, there's a good chance you might have been drinking 
with George out there. Oh no shit. Yeah. Except they we had to park in lot D, but a buck, that's my first uh, opening uh, day I ever went to. A buck twenty five sounds great, but I remember because there, at one point they were seventy five cents. Yeah. When my dad, and my mom used to take me to the game, and my dad would get so fucking mad. Seventy five. Because cents? I could put away shockingly, I could put away royal plumpers. Yeah, and you and, yeah, you, and you could buy a and package were, of hot dogs for right, thirty cents. Right. Yeah. But I get out there, so seventy five cents. I'd eat three or four, and he would just be fucking pissed. And I remember <laughs> when we went out there, when they when they had raised the price to a dollar twenty five, he lost his shit. Like a dollar twenty five for a fucking hot dog, God! <laughs> and he was just so like you know because he knew. I can't imagine your dad doing that. <laughs> and then my mom would sit there, you know, and say, "Let him have his yeah, let him have a hot dog. He likes yeah. the salchichas. He, yeah. he likes he likes the hot dogs out here, Steve." Why in the fuck doesn't eat them like that at home? <laughs> and so then, do you guys remember? So then they started selling Royal Plumpers oh, yeah. at, the, at store. the store. The Buke Royal yep. Plumpers. Right. Buke so, Royal and Plumpers. then I'm thinking, yeah. oh, shit, this is, a, this is a big deal for me. But then you get them home. They don't taste the same. No, they don't taste the same. Well, you know no, why? Do you know why? Why? Because when they do the hot dogs at the stadium, they make them like four days in advance. That's what and I like. Just, and just have them. That's what I like. Kept, keep them hot for four days and then throw them out there. And I remember it's a whole different taste. My dad. My dad. Am I right? I think my probably. Dad, yeah, okay. It's not healthy, but my dad. No, it's made not healthy. The, we got the royal. They're plumpers, green, actually. When, by he, the time you get them, and but. he grilled them, you know, and everything. We had them, and I, I ate like half of one. And I didn't like it. And oh, that, no, that that's fucking put him. Sixty cents there, you asshole. You no, know, but he's like. <laughs> God damn it! Eat the fucking eat of the ballpark and only four of them. It just, it just, it just drove him fucking crazy. And I probably in my mind think I'm just doing this. You piss him off, yeah. Right. But now, how much hot dogs now? Uh, I don't know. Probably four bucks or something oh, like fuck. that. Because then I went through that with Phil. What about Buck Night? Phil go out. Buck right? Night, they might be dollar Here's the deal. <laughs> and maybe that this buck, fuck Buck Night because fuck that line. That oh, line we went Buck to Buck Night last year. Oh, yeah. I hate that out. fucking the, line. The station went out there on You'd Buck Night. You'd rather pay the extra money I'm than I'm ready stand to pay line. $5 for yeah. hot dogs so I don't have to stay in that fucking line. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mix well with Buck I don't, Night. I don't know how they sell the hot dogs now. They may not even walk with them anymore. But then for a while, they, they were already pre-wrapped. You just passed them out. But when, when I started, yeah. then you assembled the goddamn hot dog. I don't want to so hear. I probably no. only sold hot dogs six times in my life. bullshit from you. You get the hot dogs. They got the whole condiment. Thing upstairs where you just go do your right. own stuff. Give yeah. me your, give me once you were a seasoned vet. Give me your hot dog call. Well, I like. There was a guy who used to go beef on bun. Get your beef on bun. That sounds good. What did you say? I I didn't sell hot dogs often, so I mostly sold peanuts. Well, give me your call. Well, I, I, it would it would be peanuts. And Make it like come on. So you would walk down. First thing I always do, I'd go out to GA and I would walk down there. Bag of nuts here, yeah. jumbo bag of nuts. Bag of peanuts. Right. Who wants some nuts? And then the, <laughs> the guy, there was always the same fucking guy sitting in the front row of right. right field GA. And he'd say, and this is when the sponsor who sold the nuts was guys. And he'd say, what kind of nuts are there? And I would go, guys nuts. He goes, I don't want any guys nuts. <laughs> and we'd all go, ha, ha, ha. It was funny. So do the call again. Do it again. Like you'd, Bag you'd of go. nuts here. Jumbo bag of nuts. Peanuts. Okay. So that's or, you good. Go, or you go, ice cold Coca-Cola. What else, did you, what else did you say? Uh, cotton candy for a bit. Do the cotton candy. Um. Cotton candy, let's see, we, we, we would go, we would just see cotton candy here. That sucks. It's, it's not as good. What about I, the Frosty Malts? Frosty Malts were good. Frosty Malts were good. You'd find out what night there was like a the Johnson County 3 and 2 upstairs. Sell me a Frosty Malt. Sell me a Frosty Malt. Frosty Malt here. I like that Chocolate wooden, Malt. I like that little flat wooden spoon. That was Tongue depressors there. with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was good because they, they were, when I first started, they were 75 cents. So the kid would give you a dollar. You put the quarter right on top and hand it back down to him with a spoon. Did you ever then eat they your own? Eighty on there. Uh, did no. you ever get high on your own supply? No, no, no. Because that you, never once. That's out of your own fucking pocket. But never once did them just have a hot dog. I'll pay for it, whatever. No, give me. no. They were green. Why would you, you? want to? <laughs> so here's here, here's the way it worked with food. And by the way, I just saw today. I got an email from the, the service employees. Union Local Number 1 just came to an agreement that apparently there was some labor strife wow. with, with the fucking vendors out there. We were union members, and I just saw the, the commissions went up to 20.5%. Ooh. It was 19 when I was there, so it was more money. But um, what was I going to say about the fucking Frosty Malts? I don't know. No, no, they were cold? What, no, what we got, uh, when, we, when you worked there, you could buy a, a book of tickets that you could use at the concession stand that were basically half price. You For $5, you got a a little book of tickets that was $10. So you got 50% off the food. Yeah. So there would be a dollar tickets and 50 cent tickets and 25 cent tickets. We call those food stamps. We got the food stamps to go up there and get our food. Okay, so speaking of food, we'll move on from we this. We got to go up and did, did you see the new sandwich out there with but the Reese's? Here it is right here. Ah. So 
I the don't new think I sandwich do Reese's peanut butter cups at Kauffman Stadium. It's the barbecue Reese's sandwich will feature pulled pork. No thanks. Sweet I'm, baby Ray's barbecue sauce is still what the fuck? Why would you why would you want to ruin these, that sandwich with No no that just that's still I'm, am I gonna get in trouble for this? Uh, we we like all barbecue sauces to be sponsored, but go ahead, do what you want. But the sweet baby rays, do we do we have any relationship with them? Not now. I don't, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, don't know, I don't know if we do. Yeah. I don't know if we do. But go ahead and say what you want to say. Why, why, yeah, this is say, your show. Is it What's not, in your heart? This is your in show. My heart, why is it not a fucking local barbecue sauce? I agree. We're one of the capitals of barbecue. Am I, am I wrong by fucking saying that? I agree nope, with you. I agree. How come Because we, we, have, we have some great or, gates. Joe's. You know, Joe's. Kansas City. Jack Stack. How Jack's, the fuck oh, do you? I love Jack Stack. I'm saying maybe yeah. I'm sorry. And maybe, baby Ray, you're a fine person. How the fuck do we land by on way, Sweet Baby Ray's in Kansas City? Next week, Cash. Sweet Baby Ray's brings you hot mic. <laughs> well, you know what? Bring me some. I'll taste it. Let me get a blind taste in. Wet my feet. So, Barbecue, okay, so it's Sweet Baby Ray's with pulled pork, Reese's peanut butter cups, and bacon bits, all wrapped in a classic hamburger bun. Listen to me. I love pulled pork. Listen to me. I love Reese's peanut butter cups. And let me tell you something. That sounds like a fucking bun filled with diarrhea to me. <laughs> I, I that doesn't would, sound no, fucking good no, at there's all. There's no way I'd ever get that. Am ever, I wrong? Ever. You, you tell no me way. that. It's disgusting. But how does they? How do they even come up with that shit? And probably some taste kitchen. But who know. would take? Do you think there's? A, is there a chance that we're not being open minded enough and we taste that nope. and it's all oh, this nope. is delicious? Nope. This, this fucking nope. satisfies my palate. It could be, but how no. could it be? No, no it no. couldn't be. No. Here's what I would. When I go to the ballpark, they, they, I don't want the gourmet shit. I'm gonna I make you fucking. Eat oh yeah, a hot dog or Here's a Polish sausage or some fucking nachos. Yeah. This year, it's ballpark food. Yeah. We're going to a ball game, I'm and I'm going to fucking that. make you eat that. You know how they and you're going to give an online review. You know review. how they hide it? Because everybody likes bacon, right? Oh, well, they got bacon bits in there. Yeah. They think that's going to be the cure that doesn't to mean hide I, something. Okay, if you tell me it's a pulled pork sandwich with bacon bits, that's fucking delicious. Yeah, I agree. But I'm the, have not, I have not get, had a pulled get, pork give sandwich. Me a, give me a pack of Reese's Next to it. Right. Maybe so I can eat like it a, afterwards. Or, I, I, maybe it's like chocolate on a pretzel. You, I have you not you had, to had a no, pulled pork no, sandwich no. and thought to myself, what this is missing is a Reese's peanut butter <laughs> cup on it. I agree. On it. I agree. And again, I apologize to any anyone associated with Sweet Baby Ray. I just want fucking answers. That's all I want because we have a lot of barbecue sauce we can fucking highlight in Kansas City. It's all about the money, Stephen. You know that. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Give it's us all about opening the money. day story. Why don't you huh? yeah, ever get to fight on opening day? Come on. No. Tell me you about it snowed out on opening day. Yes, where at? Yes, uh, which time? <laughs> I mean, when you're Baltimore, I spent Boston ten years up on the East Coast. Boston, hell, you only had two weeks of summer, right? Yeah, you know, that was it. Was great. The rest of it, there's a chance of snow anytime. If you so, July twenty yeah, to August sure. eighth, if you yeah. could go back in time and punch one teammate in the fucking mouth or an opposing player, if you could, just one more. Just I one hate th- to say this because he's dead, but well. I mean, that's... The, Alan Wiggins. Alan probably, Wiggins. Yeah, yeah. Why? He was a jerk. He was a jerk to everybody, He's though. a dazzle. Yeah, he was just a jerk to everybody. What did he do to you? Uh, he treated everybody like shit. Rest in we, peace, Alan Wiggins, yeah, but he treated people like shit. Uh, you know, we got him from the Padres. <laughs> what? Weaver was there, and he wanted to get some speed on the team. So yeah. we trade, and we get Alan Wiggins. So you get Alan Wiggins for some speed, because that's yeah. what Earl Weaver wanted. He did wanted. his okey-doke thing, where he just take off. Mm-hmm. You know, and tried to... And it's like, he'd get picked off so many times and you know eddie's sitting there going what are you doing what are you doing hey that's my thing leave me alone i'm going uh, it, it's just you think eddie would punch him too probably yeah, yeah. eddie would have yeah. eddie murray looks like he's ready to punch somebody yeah big big ed didn't like alan nobody i don't think anybody did so he's on the team but and still, he would rest just in peace he just rest do that well he, yeah well, he's well, passed I mean, away i mean he didn't do it i'm just yeah, it's, I you know he's so, so he just did his own thing and didn't listen to nobody. No, did Earl Weaver did. like that? He probably no. He found out too. later it wasn't a good thing to have him on the team. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. You always hate to find that out later. Who did you hate facing, like as as a hitter that was a fucking asshole and you wanted to get him out and you couldn't get him out? Like, fuck well, this he wasn't guy. an asshole. Oh, who was? Uh, no, there's a couple of them. Rance Mullenix, I could not get out. Rance, Rance not I want to hear about Rance. a guy that you didn't like though. Guy I didn't who like. didn't you like? Who'd you want to ear hurt? I know that you that don't like people. 76 mile an hour fastball. <laughs> that's, that's why I wouldn't do any good. Uh, yeah. Would you like to go back and hit with a pitch maybe a couple of times? Bod tries to uh, you know, intentionally I, hit someone, they get out of the way because it's right. just not going fast enough. Actually, I hit Willie Wilson on purpose. Oh, did you? What did, what did Willie do? Willie was, I was actually with the Royals, and Willie was with Oakland. 
Oh, oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. If you, if you guys did not play together here, right? No, no, he no, was no. Gone, right? No, no. Bean was he was already gone. But there were yeah. some rough feelings there too because the Royals didn't think he had anything left, and he went to Oakland. Right. He was still well, all right, you know. I'm sitting there, and I'm, you know, I'm having one of those days where my curveball is just flipping big. I, it's hard to control. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I don't know why it got so big, but it did, right? So. The book on Willie was, you know, get him off slow early and then hard late. And so basically I'm throwing curveballs and change-ups. Well, my curveball's big. First time up, I throw a big curveball, and it sweeps. It's out. It's in the other batter's box, sweeps and hits him in the back foot. So he gets hit by a pitch, walks, goes down to first base, and he's mumbling and shit. <laughs> right? Next time up. Um, Did you have a history with him before no, this? Was no, he, no, no, no. Okay. Next time up. It's clearly next, accidental if you get a back foot curveball. That's not yeah, a He's muttering under his breath. He's walking, right. he's, uh, yeah, I'm trying to hit you. But you right. hit his money okay. maker. Right. So anyway, next time up, another curveball. And hit him in the shin. <laughs> right? Now, now he's flipping was out. Was that on purpose? No. It was a curveball. You got no I'm not control. Trying, okay, I'm, I'm not going to hit somebody with a fucking curveball. I'm going to hit him with a twice. Even though my fastball was not good, Okay, you're still going to feel it with a fastball. you hit him again. Yeah, so Did he goes down. He's, he's cussing, going down to first base, he's right? And pissed. In the next inning, I'm out there, and he's he's the top step of the dugout, <laughs> screaming at me, just rah, 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 you pointing and he's What's pointing. What's he saying? I, I couldn't really tell what he was saying, right? Yeah. And I see the Oakland guy sitting in the back, uh, sitting back, going, yeah, like this, you know. And I'm sitting, and I'm, I'm starting to get pissed because he's still up on the top step. I'm going, listen, I'm not trying. I wasn't trying to hit him, right? So he gets in the next time, third time through, Matt calls. McFarland was back there. Matt calls for a curveball. No. Calls for a... Give him the heater, Ricky. Call, calls for a changeup. No. Calls for a fastball away. Nope. Fastball in. I went, hey. yep. <laughs> right? Matt, Matt gets over there and goes like this. <laughs> <laughs> Just drops his head. He knows I'm drilling his ass. Right. Right? I, I, I smoked him right in the ribs. I thought, okay, come on. Bring it on. Oh, I, yeah. you know, now you got hit. You think I was throwing at you before? No, I'm doing it. Now I'm, now I'm hitting you. I'm standing there waiting. Okay? Nothing. Nothing. He walks down to first base, and there his dugout, Oakland dugout's <laughs> laughing their ass off. They're laughing because they knew he didn't have the balls to come out to. He didn't say he, shit? He didn't say a word, went down to first base. That's fucking funny. And he then that was I hit it. him three times. And that was it? That was it. There was some sort of game. I remember once, I think Willie Wilson started a fight in Cleveland. I like Willie. Uh, could, Willie's a friend, Willie's a great guy. Because I mean, if he was going to charge Matt, he was going to get to you because he's fast. Oh, as he's fuck, fast right? as hell. I but just that's, figured that's a, that's a good one. You but did you ever purpose. afterwards, like later on? Did you ever talk to him? about We never that talked to him about anything? that. We talk. I mean, when we I see him at events and stuff like that. Yeah, he never come here to say, "Hey, no, what the man, fuck? hey, that's baseball, right?" You know that that was part of the Is game. Is there someone you see today that you still have hard feelings? <laughs> or they have hard feelings with you? No. No, not really. Because he's a goddamn sweetheart. That's why. Not really. Rod Carew didn't have nice things to say about your stuff. Yeah, but he was he was great to me. Well, he, after yeah, he's, that. A, he's yeah. a Hall of Famer. What well, did he, he came, say? He came up the next day and apologized for what he said, and I said, "No, it was great. I was a rookie." You, <laughs> Rod Carew called uh, your pitch, pitching repertoire little league slop. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> so how did you find? <laughs> well, the, you know, here's here's you know, Earl Weaver had these three by five cards, right? That that was our Hall of Famer video and, right, yeah. and all this you know stats. Yeah. Uh, Rod Carew, throw it as slow as you possibly can. Right. That's all it said on it. You know, uh, Ted Simmons can still hit a fastball. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 that, that's the kind of stuff we had on our cards. So you right. got to give him slop right. then. That's, he don't like right. it. That's right. So, so I'm sitting there right. going, oh, well, throw it as slow as you can. I, I, can, I can do, do that. that. I got I'm that. really good at that, right? <laughs> so I took, Rod was hitting 400 at the time. He was with the Angels. He's hitting 400, and I'm throwing him some really sloppy crap up there right and i was a really good fielder and he couldn't bunt on me mm-hmm. and so he one of the greatest bunters ever yeah he could bunt he, yeah but he he couldn't bunt on me because i was really quick getting off the mound you want a gold glove so i'm throwing him slop and i that night he, he takes an offer and goes below 400 and so the reporters are going, oh, you know yeah. right and so that's when he said that stuff you know and he said my you know my, my wife makes me take out better garbage than he's thrown to me today um which was true and so he came up and apologized the next day. You know, that was kind of a... What did he tell you? He just said, I apologize. I said some stupid stuff I shouldn't have said. I was just frustrated. And, you know, <clears throat> they were pressing me. And so uh, I said, no, man, I was a rookie. You just made me famous. Yeah. You know, hell, I'm Rod Cruz said something about me. No, that's good. I said, honestly, I was. I was throwing crap up there to you. And he started laughing. And we, we were friends after that. So... 
So no. it, you guys didn't have the little pitch collar thing on oh, the Oh shut up. on the wrist that where the stupidest you would push the button like that. We, we, we need we need more we need more robots playing the game. Well, I told you that. Yeah, and that's what we're getting. <laughs> the players are becoming robots. We might as well get the robot umpires because everything else is robot. That's crap. Now you're giving into it. Just bring it all on now. Yeah, I won't watch it anymore then. But. I, I want to see. I want to see like uh, pushing the little button on the wrist and have it talk in Bod's ear. Mm. Fastball. That'd be great. You'd love it. Okay, so yeah. I, so your head goes both ways, up and down. No, <laughs> you'd see a lot of no. Look, you you obviously you played for the Orioles and you played for the Royals, but in between it was the Red Sox. Oh yeah, my troubled years. And you were traded for people that don't know. You were traded from the Orioles to the Red Sox for Brady Anderson and Kurt Schilling. Never yes. heard of him. Did you know that Kurt Schilling was batshit crazy at that point? Or did no, you find no, that I later? found out later. Yeah, no yeah. And so, so is Brady, actually. Right. Yeah. Well, really. I know Brady real well, yes. He's batshit? Was he juiced or not juiced when he got traded for? Well, well after, not yet. after the fact, <laughs> you, you don't go from not hitting any home runs to like 50, 50 okay. home runs and not have something going yeah. on. But but you, you, you people got to <laughs> understand the Red Sox featured fucking Wade Boggs, and Ellis Burks and Dwight Evans and Jim Rice and you had fucking guys Mike Greenwell uh, and uh, yeah Greenwell, and, but but Jody Reed characters on the pitching oh. staff like Roger Clemens uh-huh. Bruce Hurst and Lee Smith the big evil and oil can boy oh yeah and Dennis. you had some fucking nuts on this team, oh we did right yeah and so like who we was... fought all the time guys fought all the time each other oh yeah 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 all the time who fought who, who like who fought the most oh. out of those guys oh geez looking to scrap. Boggs, Boggs getting a scrap real quick because he was always you've pot told, of the beers. But. So you've told this story well, in the story before, not on the me. podcast. Yeah. You've heard this story, but here is a, Wade Boggs punched you right in your fucking mouth on a, Wade's pl- one on of a my, plane. One's, Wade's one of my best friends. So he would get on the yeah. plane, though. We'd hear those stories. Yeah. He'd just crush beer after beer. How many beers would he drink like on a flight? Like like a three-hour flight? 120. That's bullshit. He didn't drink all Did he really? Yeah. He just beer after beer after beer He after could drink beer. it like... You would think even if it was water, you couldn't drink that much. Okay. But he could. So we remember he had the issue with, with uh, the lady. Margo. Margo. Margo Adams. Yeah. That would I got up. traded right when that broke. So that so she was sitting in the stands, and she'd give him a peek I, up the dress. I don't know. I... Lebo, what was... Right? There was things going there was on there. It was, yeah. an, what, it was an addiction, Steve. Okay. An addiction. So anyway, yeah. so this ends up Wade Boggs' wife... Starts to travel Debbie, with yeah. him. Debbie started traveling with the to team. To try to keep Wade Boggs. She, was there any other wives traveling no, with the team? No, 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 just Deb. So it's the team, Wade Boggs and his wife. She's yep. on the team playing. We'd be playing cards, and she'd be sitting back there making sure he how, didn't. How was that taken by the rest of the team, though? Oh, we didn't care. You Hell, didn't care they fought anyway. What difference does it make? So you don't care. So nah. one day, you're on a you're on a flight. Yep. And you're, who's playing cards? <sighs> Boggsy, I think it was Wes Gardner and... I can't remember who the other guy was. It might have been Greenwell. And Dwight Evans was in the vicinity. Dewey was sitting right across the the aisle. And where was Wade Boggs' wife at? She was sitting right behind Wade. Okay. Now, did she like to try to piss him off to get back at him or anything? No, no, no. Okay, so so what happened here? uh, We were playing cards, playing cards, and everybody's drinking, and and I was losing as usual. and, And all of a sudden, Debbie just says, you know what? You really got pretty eyes. To you, to me, I had hazel. I had, you didn't I, say no, nothing like no, hey there. I have hazel eyes, and I, maybe the light was hitting just right. Beautiful I don't know. Eyes. I have no idea. And uh, she's not wrong, right? And next thing you know, Bugsy's coming across. I mean, we had the seats folded down, and he come across and just smoked me. So right? he didn't say nothing. Had, he no, just I didn't say nothing. No, right he in the just, mouth. You know, he just. How hard did he hit you? Pretty good. Pretty good. It hurt. Did it, I mean? Did you not knock you silly? Did you know? No, it was no. I came up pretty quick because I don't like getting hit. Right. And so, what uh, did you do? Were you gonna I go was back getting ready to punch him? him, and Dwight Evans grabbed me. Dwight Evans grabs you and says, he, "What?" He said, "Bod." He said, "Listen, oh. he, he doesn't even know he did that." I, right. He says he's not going to feel if you do hit him. So, chill out. We'll so, Boggs was fucking hammered. Yeah, he was. He was drunk. Yeah. Okay. So then, what was the aftermath? Did he apologize? Yeah. Did he well, no. He came like... out the next day, <laughs> and uh, did I hit you? I think Debbie said something to him that next day. Like, hey, that, you what, fucking what, punched Boddicker. He just punched Boddicker. And he goes, he says, did I hit you last night? And I said, yep. I said, I was going to hit you back, but Dewey said it wouldn't do any good. He goes, yeah, it wouldn't have. He said, I apologize. I'm sorry. I didn't I, I didn't know I did it. And then so, you guys were good. Yeah, we're good. Who, we're was, good. who was the craziest person in that clubhouse when you were with the Red Sox? 
Because there's a lot of candidates there. Uh, oil can. But that was... Is he R.I.P. or is he... No, he's can okay? still around. Okay. Yeah. What the fuck? I just couldn't, I couldn't remember. I think he's not someone yeah. you hear from. Yeah. Can't, uh, I think can't still around. Yeah. You think? So we know. Well, it's we been a Google couple years since or? I heard about him. So, so were you th- still on the Red Sox when the, the time that Clemens got thrown out in the first inning of the playoffs? Oh, yeah. I was there. Yeah. yeah. What, 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 that, it was nuts. That was crazy, right? Was yeah. that, what year was that? Was that 80? No, 90. 90. Okay. So that was, was that your last year there? Yeah. So that's why I came here. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I I, let's get nuts. back to, I that want to get back to the Midwest, get back home and the get A's back. were awesome, right? And the A's. They were great. They were great. They had been, Here, here's the deal. The here's what pissed me off. We had a great team. Yeah. Because we had pitching. We had the bullpen. We had, we had everything we needed. Mm-hmm. And we're flying. The Red Sox were the cheapest freaking organization in the world. We did not have our own plane. Right? Mm-hmm. We always flew commercial. Well, during, okay, it's playoff time. But it was the charter commercial plane, right? No. Like you're on the plane. We're on with, the plane with, two for one seating. With regular people. Yes. <laughs> Gin pop. Yes. Okay. Okay. So it's playoff time. Okay, we're going to fly out. They get this cheap-ass plane. We have to stop in Omaha to refuel. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was the movie where they, you know, they're uh, Major League? Major League, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're liking yeah. that thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, you fly we're, all the way across to Oakland. Long-ass yeah, flight. We're, we're on our way, right? And I hear the guys in the back. Dwight Evans, Jim Rice, all these guys, great hitters, Greenwell, Boggs. Oh, we can't hit him. We, I mean, God, no. You know, Dave Stewart, no. We, Eckersley, we, there's no way we're going to. The You're right. And so I'm sitting there going, whoa, whoa. Why are we flying out here? What are we doing? Why are we doing this? What and, are we well, Clemens heard it, and he flipped out. Yeah. Okay. Went nuts and put eye black on. And, on and he plane. threw him, yeah, you know, he threw the ball into the stands, warming yeah. up, you know, just oh. crazy shit. He got thrown out in the first inning? Or it was yeah, very think, early, right? Yeah, it was, I think it was the first inning. It might have been. Okay, so sure. you mentioned Oil Can Boyd. I'm going to read you Can. a couple of excerpts from his Wikipedia page <laughs> just to tell me. And so, okay, uh, this is uh, <coughs> Dennis Oil Can Boyd's issues. Uh, uh, he had a temperamental personality, oh, yeah. I would say, and admitted drug use during his career. He's, uh, Boyd was introduced to crack cocaine during spring training in 86. He later admitted... That uh, in 86, in May, he smoked crack before taking the mound in Oakland. He told Buster only of ESPN, I get to the ballpark, all the ball players are on the field, take a batting practice, I walk in the clubhouse, I got my pipe with me, I lock myself in the bathroom, smoke some dope right there at the ballpark. And other times uh, it is said that uh, he could not, uh, well, in 86, uh, in the seventh deciding game of the World Series, he's unable to appear because he was too drunk to pitch during the game. Uh, and also, he said that he used crack every day of the 86 season, and he was high on marijuana in every baseball game he played from Little League all the way through college. When you hear those things, is that true? Is that embellishment after the fact? Would you say that those things uh, I would are... say it was probably true. And so you, but this guy, he was wildly talented, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. But he was fucked up all the time. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, he was. So, like, but at he the was. time, did you know? Like, did you guys all like, oh, fuck, he's drinking, or he might be doing this, yeah, he might knew. be doing that? We knew. And so you told me one time you that you were— You pretty much just let guys do what they do, though, right? Hey, well, that's exactly what it seems things. like. Yeah. But you used to have—you were—there you, were guys who would have to be on call. Yeah, for, Wes well, Gardner and I were always on call for Kent. For what? Like, who told you to be on call for <sighs> Oh, uh— there's a system or whatever, because you guys—he would be out and about— Literally, it was the Massachusetts State Police— He'd be out and about, like yeah. They would call us and say, "Hey, you got to come get Can out of here. We're going to raid this place." So he'd be, and so uh, it was. It was one of us had to go out and get Will Can. How many times do you have to go get him? I only had to go once. I'll uh, be one too many. West Gardner was always seemed to be somewhere nearby. Where, whoa, well, <laughs> so where did you say so you get the call like two in the morning or something? Where did you have to go get him? Uh, it's a bar. So did you have to go in there and drag him out of there? Oh, or was no, he no, waiting they, for they, you? They were pretty much had him outside waiting. So, yeah. And he he was still able to pitch at a high level yeah. and do all this uh-huh. shit. Yeah, it was like Bogsy. Bogsy go out and get just shit faced and <laughs> come out the next day and get three hits like it was right. nothing. I was going, wow, how do you do that every day? You know, gifted. How do you do? Hey, it was it was. We always fought. It was always something. And basically, we would go on the road and. Our traveling secretary, I can't remember his name, his older guy, you know, he tried to keep everything in order, mm-hmm. right? And so, man, we get on 
there would be guys fighting on the plane. We'd be fighting in the lobby of the hotel. And, you know, every time there was a fight breaking, whoa, 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 guys, I'm taking, let's go. We're going to go to the steakhouse and settle this. And then they'd pay for our meals, right? Well, Lee Smith figured this out real quick. Start shit. Yeah. And so he'd start some shit, you know. (laughs) And, and, uh, hey, you know what your wife said about, uh, yeah, yeah, You know, know, grab each other and be in the, and, and the guy would step in. You know, try to break it up, and our traveling secretary, and, and hey, 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 you, you, and, let's go talk about and it. And Lee Smith would go, "Let's eat." <laughs> <laughs> Lee Smith used to, used to sleep until like the seventh inning. Yeah, he'd come in and just. Lee Smith was an athlete. His hands were huge. Great Lee, Lee Smith, he if you ever watch him, he was just slow Amble motion, just there, yeah. slow motion. You get in on a basketball court, holy crap. He's Quick, too, fast, right? like jump. Like I that, mean, yeah. yeah. He just was he great guy. Funny as hell. But Mike, I remember you telling me this one time about cheapness and stuff like that. Did you guys really stay at, like, the fucking Drury Inn or Red Roof Inn across <laughs> yes! the stadium? Yes. With which club? Was that? Uh, with Orioles and Red Sox. That you stayed right there. Forget about the nice Sheraton Royal Hotel across the street. You guys stayed at Drury. the thing next to the Denny's. Yeah. Did you eat at the Denny's? Hell yeah, a lot. <laughs> See, this is what the MLBPA fought for. None of this bullshit. No more Denny's crap. You got to put us in a nice accommodation. Yeah, well, and, and not have us stop for fuel in Omaha and shit oh like that. Oh god, it was awful. So hey, the, I, I got in the biggest trouble, right? So what? I'm going to be a free agent, right? So they're trying anything they can do to keep me from leaving. This is in Boston. Boston, yeah. right? Right. So they call us all in. Okay, we're going to have a meeting with the players. And, you know, Lou Gorman was the GM, and good, good, Lou. Uh, everything's good, 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 and mm-hmm. and. Haywood Sullivan's there. He's one of the part owners, right? And Haywood's got an attitude. And uh, so we, we get upstairs in the offices and, okay, what can we do to make it better for you? And I said, charter flights. Oh, and Haywood's going, well, you know, teams just don't do that anymore. And blah, blah. I says, uh, flight 5023, Baltimore takes it always. United flight 5023, our charter. They still do. Check it. And you could see the, you yeah. know, we had Dewey Evans, we had Rice, like we had uh, Boggs and Clemens and the guys up there. And, uh, well, no, no, no. That, and, and Lou Gorman's going, oh, everything's going to be good, 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 Mike. Good, good, good. Don't, you know, don't, don't worry about it. And, uh, and so I'm sitting there going, I said, I said, hey, well, you're a fucking liar. If you're telling these guys this isn't happening, it is. I, I literally, right? And everything was going to go on up there was supposed to stay up there. Nothing right. was supposed to get out. Next day in the paper, I'm a clubhouse lawyer. <laughs> You're trouble. So oh, yeah. Drag you through the mud. Guess where I went. Yeah. Bye-bye. 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 So, so you met, so how, what, was, what was Roger Clemens like? Clemens was great with me. He was great while I was there. He used to, and matter of fact, I testified in his trial. So, I just come off my cancer surgery. Yeah, my I radiation. I was, I, oh man, I was sick. So does and he contact you? FBI, or is, no, the FBI agent showed up my door, wanted to talk to me. That's the third or fourth time they'd come to your door because of your other issues? I'm making jokes. No, they so so they, they show up at your door, and then what do they tell you? Yeah, we're, you're, just you're getting subpoenaed. Yeah. You're going to fly out to Washington and testify in this court. And my wife said, hey, he, he just got through radiation. He's not capable of traveling. No, no, he has to. So they stuck my ass on a plane and stuck me in a $1,000 a night hotel. Oh. That's our government. There you go. $1,000 a night. It was a Plain old freaking hotel. I mean, uh, nothing special about it. You ordered some room service? Uh, actually, some friends from Baltimore came over and met me, and we just S- went send out. Send the Blantons so up. You're, so you're there, and you test. Yeah. So then what? I so, testified. Yeah. They, what, they they, were, what did they ask here's you Here's what happened was I met I with, with this. Roger's lawyer. Did you meet Roger at all? Did you talk to Roger at all Not before at all. this? No, I didn't talk this to Roger. This is Rusty Harden, yeah. Roger's lawyer. Yeah, He's yeah. yeah. Lawyer. I talked with Rusty for a little bit. You know, he And he said, listen, that's all I want you to do. Tell the truth. I don't want you to lie. I don't want you to do anything. I want Whatever you to tell, you, the, tell the, truth. the truth. Did you right? need to be told that, or were you going to no, tell, the, gonna truth tell the truth anyway? And so, so you so, get there. Who's, who's right. talking to you? Rusty Harden. Uh, I mean, when, when you go to testify. Oh, it's, it's our, government, the government lawyers, government. right? Okay. So anyway, at midnight or what was it twelve thirty? Knock, knock on my hotel door. It's the FBI. They want to know what I talked to a, with Rusty about. I said, I'll tell you that. Were you not supposed meet, to meet me in court? Yeah, you know, I'm going to tell the truth. So that's all you need to know. And so I shut the door, and that was it. Were you not supposed to talk to Clemens' lawyer or what? No, I mean, why not? So you, so they shut the door, it's it, and then you testified they never the next said day? I could. Yeah, I shut the door, and I went to the courthouse the next day. And How long were you there? It seemed like forever. 
geez, God, I wasn't feeling good because yeah. of the radiation treatment. What did they ask you? They asked me, have you ever seen Roger Clemens take a shot? I said, yes. I've seen a lot of guys take shots. And, you know, you, they perked They had like eight of their guys there. Right, yeah. You know, and Rusty and one of his guys. And he, uh, and so I said, yeah. I said, it happened every year. And you could see him perk up. And I said, every year at, you know, about August, Dr. Papst said, anybody need a B12 shot? Because it was a long year, mm-hmm. you know. And Roger would get one, you know. That Bob Stanley would get one, you know. So it, vitamin B12 it shot. B12, it was. And I saw the bottle. It literally was on the shelf, B12. B12. Did you get one? No. You didn't like that? Well, I didn't need it. Okay. I would have if I needed it. So they, so, so I said, everyone, and they said, are you sure it was B12? I said, that's what it said in the bottle. And you could see him talk amongst himself, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Um, is there anything Roger Clemens didn't want you to say about him? I said, tell anybody. I said, yeah. And boy, they were all tickled. They thought, oh, here we go. I said, yeah. He, he used to, during batting practice, go over in uniform to the children's hospital and meet with the kids and sign autographs and bring them baseball stuff, you know. And you could just see him go, God damn it. Oh, we're dead. And you rusty, rusty's face went, (laughs) you know, that was it. Now they couldn't, they couldn't ask me another question. They were done. You're right. And so rusty come out afterwards and he goes, you just made my case. There's no way they're going to indict him now. And that's a really poor question from a lawyer. Stupid. There's eight of them, eight flipping guys. And they couldn't come up with any better questions than that. That's our government. So like when you were playing, I know some pitchers were pissed off, like, you know, McGuire and Sosa and all these guys were, were, were you know, did, did you, were, they, like, were you aware, was it like, we know Steroids? who's fucking doing roids. Oh, that. yeah, we all knew. Did you care? No, not a bit. Why didn't you care? Uh, I didn't, I didn't know, it wasn't illegal at the time. Right. Uh, and I didn't know what steroids would do to your body later on in your life. And if that was their decision, they wanted to do it, fine. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean... When you're playing Oakland and you just play a nine-inning game, you play three, four straight games, nine-inning games, and the fourth game you're getting leaving to go, and there's Conseco and McGuire and Carney Lansford, and they're in there hammering these monster weights after a game, out. and you're going, hey, no, nah, that ain't going to happen. No, no, right? They just, you weren't getting in there? You weren't going lifting with them after games? Right? You couldn't unless you were on something. Everybody knew it, so, right? But did, did did anyone ever offer you anything, or did you ever no, think you about could get it? it if you wanted to? Yeah. Did you ever think about it? No, no, never considered it. No, I might have gained some velocity and got crushed. <laughs> I I needed to be slow. No, but like like you know, there was other like some guys do it to prevent injury, to bounce back from injury, anything else. You, it never crossed your mind. Like maybe I'll hey, try I, this. I, shit. I was already ten years in, and it was like, no, nah, I didn't mess with this. No. Yeah. Well, um, did you ever consider the oil can Boyd? Uh, treatment, just crack cocaine. No, 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 no. No, I'm not. I'm not a drug guy. I'm so, not. No. So you, but you get. So you. This leave, is the closest thing. That's right. <laughs> I get. Then you leave Boston. Yeah. Via free agency, you uh, had enough of the. You're fucking lying about so the happy. flight and everything yeah. else, and you come to Kansas City. Yep. You had a rough. Like I told, I told you. Somebody told me you had a rough flight to Kansas City, and when you got off that plane, you maybe didn't want to sign. Uh, in Kansas City. I was sick as a dog. What happened on I had the, the flight? Flu. I had the flu. But we it had, was a bad flight, though. Yeah, it was one of those kind of throw you around and drop you a couple hundred feet and, you know, stuff going under the ceiling and stuff like that. And I, and I had the flu anyway. It was like, cause I, I called him down. And I said, listen, I don't think I can make Wow, we got all this set up. You got to come. You got to come. You got to come. Okay. So if you look at the baseball card, I look like I'm death warmed over <laughs> holding my <laughs> uniform up. But I still, it was the you know, best thing ever happened to me. Yeah. Best thing ever happened to me. This this city, this is where I wanted to raise my family. This right. is where, God, it, it's just the best city. I've lived Those in a lot of cities. Those good times at the Drury Inn. He was like, this is the place. Uh, but Jay Henry said you were fucking mad when you got off that plane. I you was, were pissed. Well, I was pissed because of the flight, and I was sick. <laughs> yeah. Jay, Jay is great. I love Jay. What time of year did you come in? Was that November or December? January, I oh, think it was. It was already after Christmas yeah. you came in. Yeah. So, so then you get here. And you want to talk? You want to talk about names in a in a clubhouse? Oh, we had a good team. You had you had George Brett, you had Brian McRae, Danny Tartable, Kurt Gibson. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Bo was hurt, but yeah, right. Mike McFarland, Kevin Seitzer, Jim Eisenreich, and how about this fucking front four of a pitching staff? Kevin Apier, Brett Saberhagen, Mike Boddicker, Mark Gubaza. Montgomery was your closer. Yep. Tom Flash Gordon. Gordon. 
Storm Davis, which was a horrible free agent signing. Mark Davis. Uh, Mark Davis was even worse free agent signing. Mr. But K was spending some dough, man. Mr. K was great. But you get he here. wanted to win for the city. Yeah. I mean, he, he, I don't care what it costs me. I want to I win here. But what was that? It was Clubhouse great. Clubhouse like compared to the Red Sox. Uh, fun. Gibson was wild, yeah. though, wasn't he? Gibby would, yeah. He, we call him Rockhead. Yeah, he would, <laughs> He'd go four for five, and, and his fifth time up, he'd hit a line drive right at somebody and be pissed and break a bat because he made an out. <laughs> I'm going, seriously? Come on. I, I remember uh, Saber Hagen's no-hitter, right? So we're, I can't remember what inning it was, but they had a fly ball left field, and Gibby's out there <laughs> playing the cir- was misplayed, yeah. circus thing, right? And they gave him an air. Mm-hmm. And I remember him coming in and uh, – he, he was down at the end of the dugout, and all of a sudden he got up, and he walks down to Sabre, and he goes, if you don't get a fucking no-hitter out of this, I'm going to break your neck. <laughs> Saves came through. Yeah, he did. So, okay, you, you know, obviously when, when you got here, he was already uh, a legend and a future Hall of Famer. But George, what was it like when you got uh, oh. you get to become George Brett's teammate? Uh, heaven. I love George. What did you think about him before you got to Kansas City? Love George. Love George. He was the guy that everybody respected, right? Oh, yeah. In the game. Hell, yeah. The man, everybody knew. That man can just flat-ass hit, you know? And uh, I, my George Brett story was I was pitching here at at uh, Kaufman, and they had the old Diamond Vision, the, the crown up there, you know? Mm-hmm. with the, That's what they put everything on, right? So I gave up a base hit. I think it was to, to Bo Jackson, and somebody – came around and scored. So I'm backing up the plate, right? And uh, George is coming up, right? So I'm walk- I'm way back like you're supposed to be, and I'm walking up, and I'm on the board says, Happy Birthday, George Brett, Ooh. right? So I walk by, and uh, I said, Happy Birthday, George, and I walk out to the mound. And uh, next thing you know, I, George is getting into the plate, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to throw a fastball right down the middle. I really don't give a fuck a at this point, pressure. right? Yeah. Right, right. So, so I get ready to go, and George gets in the box, and all of a sudden he steps out, and he stares out at me, and he's kind of, what the heck? You know, and he gets back in, he steps back out again. He's talking to the catcher. And I get in there, and I throw a fastball right down the middle, and he grounds out to second. <laughs> and so I, I come in, and I ask our catcher, I says, so what, what, what did George say? He goes, did he really fucking say happy birthday to me coming by me? <laughs> Mind games. Yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was, uh, turned I, out I, I had a lot of know. respect for the man. Yeah, turned out, turned out you tricked him, though. He didn't know. Yeah, this God, guy's fucking with If me, I'd have known, I could have thrown fastballs right out in the middle of George. I'd, I'd had a lot better career against him. But and, and See, I always thought that, like, Hal McCray never got enough credit for how good of a manager he was. Because we Hal didn't like me. He didn't like you. Oh no, no, he didn't. Was like he a good me. manager or was he uh, baseball wise smart? Yes. He didn't he not he did not believe in having fun. Well, because I was gonna say a lot of people just think of him the tirade, Todd Lebo, mm-hmm. where he was, you know, you were gone by throwing, but he traded me two days before that. But right. but that's yeah. that's you know, for for better or for worse, that's what most people remember from his managerial. Yeah, Hal McCray was a good guy. Hal McCray was a good guy. He just Why he, he wanted he wanted to win so bad he couldn't he couldn't he said, you, you, you win a game and don't even think about it. Let's get ready for the next game. So right. he didn't like you? No, because I had fun. Me and Gooby had fun. But he played with Gooby, and he liked Gooby. So. Like, what would you do and to you piss him off? against him, too. We, we would laugh. Was funny stuff happened on the field. It didn't matter who it was. We'd funny. laugh and, you know. We'd, <laughs> it be funny. we'd mess around with Apier and stuff like that and That's screw easy, around. Because, you know, Apier, he'd get a drink and set it down. And we'd go over there. and t- t- McFarland was the worst, taking a sip. Or Wally Joyner when he played. Uh you know, stuff like that. He and you fuck it. with Ape. Ape was... Oh, Ape was easy to mess with, yeah. Right. Yeah. He had his, he's had his own personal shower stall. You know, his, his shower head, that's the one he, he always took a shower on. So what did we do? We unscrewed the shower head and took it away. He walks in, looks at it, walks back out, gets dressed, goes home. No shower. No shower. <laughs> and so, but Mac didn't like that you're, you were laughing and having No, fun. he didn't like that. He thought it would be, should be more focused. And you know what? Baseball's supposed to be fun. For anybody out there with their kids, let them have fun. Exactly. It's it's about fun. You know, I know we were in the entertainment business, but it still had to be fun. You know? Yeah, I mean, you want to win, but you want to have fun doing it. It's a, it's a fucking game. Well, yeah, you look you look at our 2015 team. Did they have fun? They had a great you time. You bet your ass they did. They had a you lot know? of fun. Come on. It's supposed to be fun. So we're talking about, uh, you know, your baseball stories. We mentioned opening day, and, of course, today's the day that Bobby Witt Jr. gets his uh, – uh, makes his debut. 
How did you find out you were making your uh, open? It wasn't. It wasn't on opening day, right? It was in the when middle of the season. Up, I got when you got up, called yeah, up in '83. I got so called I, up. So how did you find out about that? Uh, Hank Peters called up our GM, our general manager. I think it was Doc Edwards at the time, up in Rochester. He says, "Hey, uh, Palmer hurt his neck. Uh, you know, we're calling you up." And don't give up your apartment in Rochester because you're going back. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was pretty so much it. It wasn't yeah. a popping circumstance of Bobby. Oh Virginia. no 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 no. Hey, but, you got you have to understand too. In, in Earl Weaver, I had great conversations with her with Earl later on, after the fact, and God rest his soul, little midget. Uh, <laughs> you know, he felt bad that I didn't get called up earlier because I had. I had really great stats, and right. you know, for a few years there. Tough fucking pitching staff. To That's get what I said. Oh uh, you had you had you know Cy Young Award winners, Palmer, Flanagan, Steve Stone. You had twenty game winners, McGregor, I mean Dennis Martinez. You, you look at that staff. Where is there a spot for me? Yeah, you know. So I can't I can't bitch about that. I knew eventually if I kept throwing well, I'd become a six year minor league free agent, right? Then so you could just go. I'd go wherever I wanted to, and somebody would take me. And my stats would have been good enough to somebody would have wanted me. So, yeah, you just wait your time out, man. You do the best you can in, you know, you a lot know, of stuff's out of your hands. Did, did you like Steve Stone? Stoney? Oh, Be honest. Stoney was all right. I mean, he wasn't, he didn't fit, mesh real well as far as, I don't know team we had a lot of fun so i feel like m- m- people in my generation became more uh stony stony won 20 what 25 25 games and i don't think right. he pitched more than 140 innings but knew him for I doing mean, the cubs games with harry yeah, carry right you know? right so you, you know he, he, he would pitch five innings and the bullpen pick him up and seemed like he won every one of them prima donna ish maybe uh yeah a little bit but okay. you know stony was all right he was okay i mean he wasn't you know, during off days our Baltimore club was like family, you know. Right. We off days we'd have picnics together, mm-hmm. team wise, you know. Certain you know certain guys wouldn't show up. Steve Stone, uh, <laughs> but uh, that that's just the way it was, you know. One of the things I wanted to ask you, you guys, you got twenty five guys. Not everybody's going to fit. Of course, I mean, you won with, the World with, Series. And yes, you were part of that in eight, eighty three. When you're in the minor leagues, when the Orioles were in the World Series in 79, I, you know, the, the whole organization is the organization, but there's a clear difference between major leaguers and minor leaguers and all that stuff. Yeah. What do you, when you're watching that, what are you feeling like when you're watching the team that you want to go play for be in the World Series? Because it's always kind of a, a weird mix there because you want to be there and you weren't ready in 79. I was not yet. ready. Not I would, then, I, but. Well, no, I was not ready to be on that team. But my first spring training ever, first spring training ever was a big league camp. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I got signed in '78. So I, I'm '79. I'm at spring training with the big leaguers, and they made me feel like I was part of them. They were great, you know. And so all of a sudden, you get to the end of the year, and they're in the World Series. You're pulling hard for the guys, cause right? They're friends of yours, yeah. You know, even though I knew I didn't belong there, I felt like you I felt was, like a part. I felt like I was part of it, you know, which was really cool. Yeah, that's that's one of the interesting things because, like, you know, we talk about Whit Merrifield. You know, he didn't get called up. Yeah, should have got called Should've up. Still seems like up. he's a little bitter about yeah, well, that. He's, he, the Still. chip on his shoulder. Honestly, made it though. Yeah, he got to he got to <laughs> fucking play. Well, so, if that's what you want to call it, well, he, played, he, was, he got to play in the yeah. World Series. Let's wrap this up with, uh, with you know. Are we usually, done? Well, I mean, you don't no, have. We're to. gonna do. We're gonna do a full. Yeah, orgy. Right. Okay. No, we're gonna get. So, so this is more orgy stories. Um, we 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 tell some uh, colorful stories and cuss a lot, but I want to end with a, a feel good story that'll lead into why you're doing this and why you still live in Kansas City, right? And so, one of my favorite stories that you tell me is about Ewing Kaufman. And about how much you loved him when he was I the owner Mr. of the Royals. K. Great guy. And he, how much he loved the Royals. And there's no question he wanted to win. But something he did for your family. Unbelievable. And did for your mom. Yep. Tell us that story. And then we'll kind of lead into, to, you know, this is one of the reasons why you love Kansas City so much and you never left. And why you're doing things like this Bodiger Foundation uh, bourbon raffle to, to continue to give back to the community. Okay. I'll tell you the story. Not, but I also want to, I, everybody to understand, it's just not me. You look at what Jamie Bluma does. You look what all these Chiefs players and, and sporting players do. Everybody is doing something to help this community. There's so many great people here in Kansas City, best city I've ever been in. So that being said, I will tell you about Mr. K. And that means something coming from you because you've been all over the place. I have been all over the place, and this is the greatest city in the world to me. Um, so 
my mom, who she had rheumatoid arthritis when I was born. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was really crippled up. So she wanted to come down and see us. I wanted to get her down here. And so they loaded her up in a van, bring her down here. I'd get a hospital bed because she's literally. And where was she? She was up in Iowa. She was up in Iowa. Yeah, Norway, Iowa, where I'm from. And she wanted to come down and see us and blah, blah, blah. And so we got her at the house, got everything situated. And she tells my wife, she goes, you know, I would really like to go to a game. And I'm going, oh, geez. How, how are you going to pull this off? Right, right. Um, so my wife, who is unbelievable, she's great. She gets a hold of the Royals. Mr. K sets up his personal suite with a hospital bed, takes care of everything. Wow. Takes care of everything. I mean, he's wine dine the whole nine yards. He is treating her like. A queen. And not every owner is going to do no, anything like this. No, right? no, I mean, no. Yeah, no. So everything went great. And mom gets home and she is so happy and so excited. You know, I haven't seen her that happy for a long time. So the next day, and I got a palm behind the house and she wants to go fishing. So I wheel her down there and we're catching bluegills out of the pond because she hadn't been fishing forever. Mm-hmm. And she's sitting there and she goes, you know, I'd like to go to a game again. <laughs> And I went, oh, God, no. Right? Every time. Right? So, and Mr. K did it two nights in a row. No shit. He got the suite ready, got the hospital head back in there. Wow. Took care of her, treated her like a queen. Ah. Did you pitch on either one of those nights? Yeah. Did you do all right? Yeah, I did all right. All right. There yeah. we go. I did all right. There we go. But Great I mean, to, to, that's just awesome. Right. And, that, that, and for people that, you know, there's this younger generation, because I remember, you know, when, when we loved the Royals and Todd and I growing up, it was Mr. and Mrs. K, and it was he was such a big part of this community. Yeah, he was. And you could tell he loved the Royals, and that's what they'd spend more money than other teams. Right, and they were trying real hard there, and, you know, like when he's near the end of his life, all the, you know, bring right. Cone back, right. you know, the free agents. But to hear a story like that, he was just unbelievable. Mr. Yeah. K was fabulous. And he'd, that, he'd come in, he'd come in, and, and especially opening day, he'd go to, shake every one of our hands good luck this year blah blah you know you go to each player just great and, and, and then you know you didn't end your career with the royals because the, the 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 milwaukee brewers purchased you yes and so you but, but then you decided when you were done you were gonna live no here. there was no question where i was gonna live because yeah. you fell in love with this yeah city when you came community. here you bought a house oh yeah yeah, yeah so we're still you, in the same house same house you bought same house i bought in 91 january right. 91 it, too bad you don't know how to fix it up with any of your you know, fancy clothes. Oh, I've, I just finished a the bathroom. There you I'm, go. Yeah, that's right. It all. And so now, so, so here you are all these years later. You come on the show every week. You're still a, a big part of the community. And now you have, you know, with your family, you've established the Boddicker Foundation. Yes. BoddickerFoundation.org. And, again, that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on today because, and, again, today this is being recorded Thursday, April 7th. Uh, tomorrow is the deadline to buy tickets for the bourbon raffle. You can go and purchase tickets for $5 each, org, and it's uh, very easy to do online. And, again, all the money, all the proceeds will support Children's Mercy through the Oncology Family Support Fund. And then on uh, Tuesday, April 12th at 7 o'clock, BoddickerFoundation.org. We'll get a live stream. We're going to have raffle, fun. Including some of these wonderful yeah, you, bottles All, all we four have of here. these are going to be gone. You don't have to be watching Tuesday to win, right? No, 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 no. We'll, no, contact, no, you no, we'll contact you. And you'll, you'll yeah. set up uh, the, the chance for them to pick up the, the bourbon. Yep. And so for something like this. Generally, we, we we're over here at Coach's off of college and uh, drinking bourbon while you well, pass yeah, out Well, yeah, while we're passing right. it out, right. Yeah, but so so just tell us, uh, and, and this is a whole, and this really, you hear this, but this is true. All your family's a part of this. Everybody. Everyone's yeah. doing yeah. this, and you've involved actually, me. Actually, and... my wife and kids, they do a lot more than I do. I come on talk about it a little bit. But, but it's a big deal for them. Yeah, it's, they're out there hustling, and they're out there. You know, you got to get the tickets printed. you got to get all. I mean, there's a lot of stuff lined up mm-hmm. to, to get this to work. And they do a great job. And you gave over $80,000 last year, right? Uh, 83 with the bourbon raffle and another 20 some. For the sports raffle, so we over a hundred thousand last year. And you know, and we talked, we've talked about your battle with cancer in the past. Yes. And this is something that supports the oncology family support fund. It's Children's more Mercy, about the kids, right? It, actually, it's more about the parents and their, yes, uh, because you go, those kids are resilient. They're great, you know. Even though they're suffering and stuff, mm-hmm. they they, but you look at you look at the parents' face. Hard and they're, on them. Oh my God, it's just, your baby. it just breaks your heart. Yeah. Knowing that they're going through this, I can't. I can't even fathom that. So I got one more other plug too. What is it? 
Uh, I got another charity thing going on here. My wife uh, helps out over at uh, the Golden Scoop. Right. That's Sunday. I'm going to be there on Sunday if anybody wants to stop by. Uh, but they have an auction, a little auction, and they're having a big day uh, then. And, and you know somebody that's involved. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know John Melvin, his yeah. son Jack, works at the, the yeah, Golden Jack Scoop. Yeah, Jack works. Yep. And if you'd like to go out there and uh, and support. We'll have fun. Yeah, Sunday. it's uh, Sunday. Yep. What time are you going to be there on Sunday? I'm not sure yet. I know Let's I got. Go I, I got to say it's Palm Sunday. I got to sing. Uh, I'm not sure when we're going to get out of there. You're not going to be singing on this fucking. Uh, it's off. It, uh, yeah. It's off 95th and Nall in Overland Park. Yes. If you want more information, the about kids that are great. Event, the kids are fabulous there. TheGoldenScoop.org. That's going to be Sunday, and then our bourbon raffle. Will I'm be bidding on the guitar. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. What's the bid up to? I don't know yet. What's I, the guitar? I, what kind I, of guitar is it? Check, check out the website. I gotta go. Golden go to thegoldenscoop.org. And again, you have until Friday. What time's the cutoff on Friday? Just Friday night? Friday night, you know, yeah. Just keep buying tickets, $5 yeah. each. Yeah, it's, yeah. Some of these Bibles are worth how much? Like, uh, Well, I know this one's worth probably 900 maybe. Just hold that. <laughs> somewhere <laughs> somewhere around that. Uh, this one's worth 400 This one's worth six or seven. Um we have we have a, a pappy which is worth twenty three hundred, and oh. you saw the the display of the Blantons. That's going to be a special special drawing. I, I, that's a that's a great one to win. Awesome. Bodicerfoundation.org. Buy your tickets five dollars each. You can buy as many as you want, and we have people that win multiple bottles. You know, yeah, some yeah. guys yeah, won three or four of them last year, right? Yeah, but he put in five grand. Well, that's all right. Put in five grand. Yeah. You and guess, and you could, and, and you, you could still end up getting coming out ahead. You know, yeah. One of these things is worth over two thousand dollars. Well, you're so. giving money and you're getting. It's a, you yeah. Buy your tickets or not? Well, most I'll of, buy them right now. Most of people, most of people who do this don't expect to win. Right. You're They're just, you're donating. donating it's for yeah. a great cause, and if they happen to win, great. You know, I wish everybody who helped us out could have a bottle. By I really way, do. Did you see? How fucking mad Nate was when I told him what he I did. You couldn't, you know, you couldn't keep it if he drew it. No, 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 no. Last, <laughs> so tell me if I'm wrong here. You tell me if I'm wrong, and then we'll end this. Last year, I was drawing the names, right? Yeah. And so I'm thinking, and I, we'd all purchase tickets. I'm thinking, man, if I draw my name That's or my wife's rough, yeah. name or Nate's name, we're on this fucking stream. They're gonna think, oh, fuck this. This is bullshit. And so I, I'm, I'm pulling names, and I know Nate. I'm pulling. I go, and I just. It was Nate's name. Well, you got to pull it. That, that's unfair. You should. Nate gave money. He's just like yeah, anybody. You should have. Right, look, well, hey, at the time, I was caught up in the moment, but hey, now he's mad Co- at hey, me. Hey, Corey Anderson won the uh, Kelsey jersey. See? Yeah, he but that's different. In. I'm not in the. I'm, <laughs> no one's going to accuse me of being in cahoots with Corey Anderson. This all hey, goes back yeah, to the hey, part. Listen, Stephen didn't get invited to Nate's wedding. <laughs> yeah, fuck, yeah, hey, fuck you, Nate. How about that? No, he bought hey, some more tickets. Listen, any, anybody that's buying tickets, we're not going to cheat anybody. You draw my if, fucking if you, name out. If, I'll if draw we you. draw Lebo's now name, you're getting the bottle. I'm okay. sorry. We're not trying to cheat anybody. I hope everybody but wins But if Nate's bottle. there, he can't win. Yeah, he can't. Sure he can. Sure why don't you be nice? He's been through trauma this week. He's, uh, that's, you know what? I don't, I you know what? If, if, you, if you pull Nate's ticket and... I'll shove you, it up his ass. If you just, yeah, whatever you want to do, <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get him that bottle and there he would have won. There, so so somebody else can win it. There we go. I'll buy it. BodikerFoundation.org. The, the Mike Bodiker Origin podcast will be later on down the road. We need five or six hours for that fucking thing. Mike, <laughs> thank you so much for the time. It's we appreciate I'm old. it. because I'm old. Todd, give us one more call for someone that might want a delicious bag hot... Bag of nuts. Oh, come on. Jumbo bag of nuts. Over here. here. Peanuts, me... peanuts. What kind of nuts are they? Guys nuts. I don't want to grab some guys <laughs> nuts. Oh, no. oh, until next week, ladies and gentlemen, this microphone is off.